What's spring like in Park City, Utah? Imagine waking up on a bluebird day to ski the greatest snow on earth at two world-class resorts, Park City Mountain and Deer Valley. Exploring miles of wide open spaces by snowshoe or cross-country skis. Wandering our historic Main Street with its Opry ski scene and award-winning restaurants. When you love it like we love it, Park City, Utah will always be winter's favorite town. Join the experience at visitparkcity.com. We got some good news. We got some bad news. Then we got some more good news and some more bad news. And then just some good news. Let's start with the bad news. The market tanked yesterday. The Fed wrecked the market. We got killed. We traded down to 37.6775 uh, this morning. That's the bad news. Good news is we're lightly green. More bad news. Triple D, not feeling well at all. Has got the COVID bug. He's out today. That's that's the bad news. Good news. Christian Framherz from Tribeca Trade Group is going to step up to the plate. And he is going to be the co-host on the show. More good news. Blue Putnam is coming on at 8.35 to talk about the Fed and when we're going to start to climb out of this match, this mess. Uh, new producer, Aaron, roll the intro. Coming to you live from downtown Detroit, this is Benzinga's Pre-Market Prep with your host, Joel Conan. This is a volatile puppy here, isn't it? And Dennis Dick. I'm bidding a penny. I'd buy that stock for a penny. With everything you need to start your trading day. All right, folks, let's run it down. We're up uh, half a handle uh, at uh, 06.75 pre-market. Hi, how the heck do we get up to 38.33 pre-market low 37.66.75? Can we stay within that range today? We'll see what Christian has to say. The buck won't stop. New high of the move yesterday. Dollar futures trading up 50 cents at 110.85. Uh, TLT, well, it's in the red by 37 cents. A little bit of a rally yesterday. Good resistance at 108. Uh, crude, finding a home here uh, in the 83 handle, up 99 cents at 83.93. Gold caught a little bit, up 460 at 1960.80.20. Silver was the big winner yesterday. That was up 16 and a half cents at 1964 and a half. Bitcoin, it's stuck here at 19,190. That's up 210. And Ethereum uh, continues to wither away. That's a new low for the move in Ethereum. Well, that's down to $13.50 at 1307. Let's bring in Christian Fromherds from Tribeca Trade Group. Christian, how you doing? Good morning. How we doing this morning? Well, uh, the market's doing okay. Uh, Dennis is not feeling well, but the yeah, show I, must go on. I just wanted to wish uh, Dennis. I, I hope he's feeling well, and um, you know, I, I guess he he you know kind of uh, escaped COVID. I don't think he had COVID, right? The the whole way through and until you know just recently, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. How about you? Have you been able to avoid it? No, I got it um, last year. Uh, this year, sorry, but it feels like this has been. Uh, it feels like this has been more more than a year. It's been a crazy year. I got it back in um, back in the springtime, so I made it all the way through too. And it's it's kind of crazy because you think that you you wow, you know, you make it all the way through to this time. And I'm sure that's what he must be thinking too, because he's got little kids and I'm sure that, you know, kids get sick all the time. So, so if you make it through, it's kind of a victory, but it's still, it doesn't mean that, you know, that you're, um, that you're not going to get it. So crazy that I think a lot of people have made it so far and then like, boom, like right when they're least expecting it, it's the summertime. It's the end of the summertime, I guess at this point, but you know, to make it all this way and then to get it, it's, you know, it just shows that, uh, you know, it's really difficult and viruses do go around, but I'm wishing him the best. I hope he and his family have a speedy recovery. Okay. All right. So uh, we talk about uh, uh, good days uh, to, you know, to report earnings. Um, and then we talk about bad days uh, to report earnings here. Yeah. And um, I am uh, I am looking for uh, KBH. Uh, let, let's uh, start out. Um, my system is a little bit slow here in bringing up uh, the numbers, but they will be momentarily. I would say uh, from the looks of where it's trading, uh, the numbers aren't good. I see it traded down uh, 52 cents. 2750 uh didn't quite well where do we have we had some uh lows uh, just looking at this technically as the numbers come up i'm looking at it and i see three four lows here in the 27 right oh that's what we talked about this yesterday 2750 spots are uh, four lows and that's from earlier in the month you did pierce that trying to hang there sagging a little bit so we'll we'll say uh 2750 must hold level uh resistance at 2802 it did poke its head up at uh 28 a few times but uh go ahead give us your technical take and i'll, I'll get the actual numbers from kb homes yeah sure and i think you know the commentary is interesting here too and um it's you know kb home and also lennar reported uh L- lennar reported last night after the close, which, you know, kind of got lost in, in everything else that was going on yesterday. But they reported, you know, just a comment that I saw from KB Home, although we experienced a shortfall in deliveries relative to our expectations due to extended build times and ongoing supply chain restraints, which will also impact our 20, uh, 2022 fourth quarter, our results demonstrate our larger scale. So, um, you know, a little bit more. And, and then they mentioned also supply chain snags too, which is, uh, I think uh-huh. Dennis uh, talked to, you know, the other day, about his personal situation with I heard him talking about how he can't get a front door or something like that but I think that's going around with you know a lot of these uh these builders where they're just hitting snags with you know getting different things that they need and it could be anything a front you know you kind of need a front door for a house from what I'm told but um I think it's interesting that that you know the, the home builders I I think are a pretty popular short at this point right we heard uh, Powell and uh, yesterday in his commentary which I'm sure we're going to talk more about but he was talking about how there's some weakness in the housing market but you know these stocks have been holding up you know you would think if you didn't look at a chart at all uh, that these things would be you know breaking the lows and under you know the worst performers for the market. And, um, you know, they're, they're certainly not stellar by any means, but they haven't taken out the June lows and it will be interesting. 
you know, it'll be interesting to see if the, if it takes out, um, I guess this pivot here, which is around 2773. Um, yeah. What do you think? I mean, that's the recent range. I, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the bottom of the range. I see a gap down here um, in the 26 handle. So I'm a kind of guy that, uh, you know, is, uh, you know, you know, pays close attention to gaps and gap fills. Um, I think something, and we're probably going to bring this up a lot today, uh, now that uh, the September lows, huh, see, I don't want to be, uh, uh, everything is going to be uh, in reference to the June lows. And I got some big right. stocks. I got some big stocks that I filed that are below, made new uh, lows from the June lows. Mr. Softy and Google, yeah. which I still call it. So uh, technical, I'll call resistance at that. I see the numbers here. It was a beat. Not good enough, uh, 286 versus 266. Uh, slight miss on revenues. Uh, as you mentioned, the supply chain snags. So uh, also, you know, you should have got your mortgage yesterday, right? Uh, higher interest rates are not helping uh, the housing market. Let's go to the other housing stock. Uh, yeah. not, go ahead. You got a comment on that? Yeah, I was just going to say, like, so, you know, in, in, in light of, the, you know, what we know about housing and it's weaker and, um, you know, although the housing starts that came out early, earlier in this week were not a disaster, but what do you, you know, why do you think these stocks are, are holding in there so well? Do you think it's, do you think it's valuation? Because if you yeah. look at Lenore, oh, yeah. yep. the PE is like a five. So that could be part of why these things are, are holding in there and not seeing, they're not, they're not volatile right now. So, um, low and PE I think, value yeah, the, number the one. PE, I think on KB, KB home, I, I go, I'm chuckling because I can't believe these numbers, but the PE is a three. <laughs> That's it. Not a 30. It's a, it's a three. <laughs> uh, one thing I mentioned, you know, over the years, you know, you know, the pandemic just kind of changed things and, um, and it, it changed it where people want their homes. Now I think these guys had a lot of building to do. Um, and I think that they, they, you know, they were, they stacked their inventory. I mean, they can't get some of the inventory, but I, I still think they have orders on the books. And I think that, you know, need a new stock of housing in, in this uh, in this country. I mean, the families, the big colonials are just, I don't think they just are as needed as much. So um, I think homes became very important during the pandemic and um, just people have to afford them now. Uh, Lenar had a beat, 516 versus 491. Slight miss on the revenues, uh, 8.93 versus 9.03. So uh, a mixed report out of Lennar. Uh, they slammed it to 75. Nothing there for you on the dailies. I was looking a little bit lower at the 70, 73 and a half area. Uh, but nice bounce back up 21 cents. You always want to see, you know, something stay, you know, stay in the green, right? On a day right. like this. And then I think if they like the report, er, well, they got to, they don't have much up here until the pair of highs uh, from uh, what's today, Thursday, uh, from Monday and Wednesday, pair of highs. Mark that on your chart, folks. 78.71 and 78.81. 89. So that's our earnings from this morning. And then we have some earnings yeah, there, or, after one, the close. One more? Yeah. There, so there's one more note I just wanted to bring up. I Sorry, I find housing very interesting. And okay. I think it's, you know, it's kind of a little bit of the canary in the coal mine. But this, these are comments from Stuart Miller, who's the um, 
who's the executive chairman, he says, and this is kind of, you know, part a piece of the puzzle that trying to put together why these stocks are holding up. But sales have clearly been impacted by rising interest rates, but there remains a significant national shortage of housing, especially workforce housing, and demand remains strong as we navigate the, the rebalance between price and interest rates. So that's part of it, too, is that there's, there's still a, a, um, a, a shortage issue, you know, a supply issue for overall housing. So that could also have a little bit, you know, to do with why these, uh, you know, why the housing names are, are holding up in a very difficult environment when you consider the, the raising of, uh, of the mortgage rates at this point. Okay. All right. Uh, AM earnings. Uh, are you an Olive Garden fan? Uh, we're going <laughs> to, you like that. You probably, I bet you, you like the bread, but uh, you're, you look like a pretty trim guy. Do you got the bike in the background today or did you ride? The I bike do. Or? I do. Um, yeah. So I, it, the, the biking is huge for me because, you know, on a day like yesterday where we saw the whipsaw action, you know, all over the place and, you know, your head's on a swivel all day yesterday and, you know, if you get caught in a, in a bad trade or, you know, you kind of leave, you know, uh, for the day and you're not in the best spirits, you know, just biking, even though it's a little bit challenging in New York City. But I do bike every day in, in the morning, um, you know, weather permitting. And um, and and at the end of the day, too, you know, I do about, you know, five miles in the morning and same thing, maybe a little bit more at night, depending on how I'm feeling. Wow. But I, you know, I love to bike um, in the city. It's the best uh, it's the best transportation, um, even though it's it's a it's a little bit hairy. As I see a bike crash here and there, from I actually be careful. Two, yeah, I actually saw two of them uh, in the last week. So you know you gotta you gotta do things like wear a helmet and you know keep be your head careful. on a swivel as well. Not only trading but biking. <laughs> okay, uh, in line yep. at a buck fifty six. Not a good. Uh, good enough for Darden restaurants. Uh, sales miss uh, 2.4 bill versus 2.47 bill uh, was the uh, was the estimate. Uh, I mean, what you're looking at here, right? You got you got higher input cost, right? You got higher wage cost, and people are you know maybe if you're cutting down on uh, some of your discretionary sending uh, spending. You're not going out to the restaurant. So there's a triple whammy for them in line. I don't see them saying anything, uh, any major, but uh, you missed, you get hit, you're down 448. Um, I would have loved to whack it going through 128. Look at all those lows at 128. So that means on a rebound here, I look at 128. What was the low from yesterday? Ooh, the low from yesterday was way up there. But uh, if they want to take this up, first things first, they're, you know, old support, new resistance. If they just try and do a crazy wild reversal on this one, uh, which I'm not expecting, 13120 would be the gap fill. And for me, the next, I don't see a daily low down here. Maybe you could find something for our traders and investors. But uh, below 127, next daily low I see is 123.03. We're ripping north here. I don't know what's going on, but we are up nine and a half handles here. So what a range. That 38.33 doesn't look safe to me. Uh, what do you have for me on DRI? Yeah, DRI, I, I, you know, it's funny because uh, I was kind of looking at the same level, you know, that would take you back to a couple of weeks ago. I see 123.47 uh, 
um, that's a big area for volume at price that we could possibly revisit um, down to. So this will be an interesting one to watch today because if you look at some of these these restaurant stocks, they've been holding up extremely well and. You know, if this kind of holds in there and, and possibly reverses, um, it just shows you, I think that, you know, and you could come up with your own theories about this, but the consumer is still spending on things like this. And it's not only like, so Darden coming into today is above the, above what, the 200 day moving average? Yeah, above the 50 and above the 200 day moving average. Remarkable, you know, how well some of these restaurant stocks have been holding up. My favorite in the space, which I was looking at yesterday is Wingstop which is also, you know, a little bit of a play on football season. But I'll tell you, you know, this group has been doing very well. Do you like Chipotle? Because Chipotle has been. Oh, that. Oh, what a beast. What yeah. a beast. Yeah. Um, look at that. Trading up near all time high. I mean, what ugly, the heck? Ugly, yeah, yeah. Ugly reversal candle yesterday, but everything had a reversal. Candle. Do you mess? Do you mess with these high price stocks at all? I mean, you know, for liquidity and, and whatnot. I mean, that's another thing. I don't know when they're, when they're due to report again, but another reason why I couldn't have a, you know, a long term or I wouldn't be trying to pick a, a top in this thing is, you know, they're going, Oh, you know, 10 for one split or something like that. You know, yeah. um, it's always something that's possible. Chipotle, you know, as strong as it has been, it is a really tough name to trade. And, you know, the liquidity, which we could talk about, too, we could touch upon from yesterday, which I thought was horrible. Um, but, you know, even in a normal market, Chipotle is very the liquidity is really difficult. You know, the stock alone, forget about the options. The options are ridiculous. If anyone's yeah, ever tried try to trade it. to trade Chipotle options, it's insane. Um, but it's one of those stocks that, you know, you in my opinion, like it's very hard to take any type of meaningful position because it's you get trapped in it um, because of the liquidity is, you know, even when it's moving up, it's it's very difficult to get a to get a fill or a price target. Um, Although, and you know, what's also really fun about these option guys is, um, you know, they oh, I will they wait for the stock to open and then they let it shake and bake a little bit and then they come oh, in sure. with this wide market and you're like, man, I want to. You know, I want yeah. I want to get in there. You know, I want to get in there. So, uh, all right, but that's it. We did CMG. I mean, you know, it, well, it has good support. I would just say as long as it holds yesterday's low, CMG. And then what else is there? Uh, are you a Ruth Chris fan at all? Uh, wow, that that thing. Oh, do I got the right stock up there? What's the symbol for that one? Ruth. Ruth. Clearly, are I don't you... know that one. Ruth. Oh, yeah. it's just Ruth. Okay. You never. Oh wow! That um, let's see. That last time I look at this was it's a steak place. Are you a yeah, steak yeah. guy? I am a steak guy. Hey, I'm in I'm in New York City. Okay. But yeah, I, when I go out to, for steak, it's probably not going to be Ruth Chris. But um, no, it's so. uh, yeah. What uh, what Lisa would say is uh, you know they put all that butter on it and everything, right. and it's not not healthy for you so all right let's do um let's do one more earnings here and uh let me uh let me pull up and uh accenture um it's not a stock that we talk about a lot i it did when dennis talks about buying a stock for a penny i think he was referring to the flash crash when um accenture uh did trade down to a penny and those stub quotes couple other uh there's the chart uh, trading up eight cents. I'm looking at the report. EPS beat of three pennies, uh, 257 versus 260. Uh, sales just a 
smidgen of a sales beat. Uh, they approved $3 billion of additional shares repurchase activity. Uh, guidance, not that great. I see lower Q1 sales guidance, so that's that's not. So an okay report, uh, 19,000 shares have traded. What do you got for me on this one? Tough one. I mean, Accenture, I think, you know, we can kind of talk about some of these companies, you know, that are the big tech names. And, you know, this is one that isn't, you know, the like a fang stock, but it's still kind of in that category. Um, it's tech, it's, you know, consulting, it's software, but it looks like so many other charts and it's in kind of the wheelhouse of, I like to say, oh, it's a good company, but the stock just looks horrible, right? Two different things, right? Between, hey, you know, you know how a company is and, and how, how they're doing and whether or not they're a good or bad company, but completely different than how the stock is behaving. And the stock has been behaving yeah, uh, very, very poorly. And it looks like a ton of other tech stocks right now. Tech software, you know, it, it, they look... Many of these companies look the same. It actually reminds me a little bit of the Adobe chart before Adobe oh. um, announced that uh, that acquisition. Figma, I think it is who they're acquiring. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah. they just, they're in downtrends. Um, you know, very, very difficult. And you don't see anything kind of changing um, in their report, which I think for some of these names, some of these big tech names that are in downtrends, you're going to have to see a really strong earnings report or some other catalyst to take these things out of their downtrend and kind of, you know, change the tune. But for now, it is what it is. It's a downtrend. Yeah, I'll just give you what I go to these situations. I just look for the next monthly low and uh, the next monthly low that comes in at 244.44. Um, of course, you can find some intermediate levels in between there. Uh, but big red candle. And then on the other hand, what I try and also identify is, you know, where, like, where would I buy this thing on strength? Right. Um, and <laughs> I don't know if you're going to see 275 today, but you got a pair of highs 494. Uh, that was uh, the high yesterday, uh, 274.94. Your high on Wednesday, uh, that came in at um, 275.34. So if you're not trying to buy on uh, uh, weakness, you want to buy on strength, I'll look at uh, 275. Uh, let's go to another um, another tech stock. It used to be loved. Used to talk about it all the time. But uh, they must be saying um, something good uh, for investor day. CRM, what do you got for me? Yeah, Salesforce uh, had their analyst day, and I think um, there was some, you know, a little bit of positives that came out. I think they were talking of from what I, I'm trying to bring up the note, but I think that they were talking about their margins. Uh, full year t 2026. Wow, really? 2026. Okay. Uh, <laughs> adjusted operating margin target of more than 25%, which analysts say is above expectations and alleviates alleviates concern on the cloud-based software. 2026. What do you what do you think? You got any predictions <laughs> for 2026? <laughs> well, this is what I this is what I'll say. Yeah. It's better than uh meta being profitable from the metaverse by 2030. <laughs> is that really what they said? 2000. Yeah. Yeah. See, that goes, you know, right for me in one ear and out the other. When I hear like, <laughs> I mean, how, come on, how can you even say something like that? Like, you know, for me, 
that goes out of one account and I don't, I didn't, I didn't have it. I, I, I didn't have it. I mean, now we're just, uh, you know, leading into this, uh, yeah. talk, you know, when you talk about the June lows here, Christian, I mean, Mr. Softy, well, yeah. out June low. Well you, well, you know, what's interesting here too, is because, you know, we're, you are, you already said it a couple times, but we're, we're, our, our eyes are already looking at the June lows yeah. for the, for the indices, right? We're, we're just kind of gravitating there as, as, you know, by chance the next support. But so many of these companies, Salesforce, right? And you've got the Salesforce. Do you have the Salesforce daily chart up there? I, oh, I, you know what? I, I skimmed over that. There it is. Yeah, it's okay. But, <laughs> but look at this. It's, you know, it's again, it just shows you like the way that I'm categorizing stocks right now. Relative strength, relative weakness, and of course, as hard as this market has been, I certainly don't want to be long any names that are exhibiting relative weakness. But this has already taken out the June lows, so yeah, you know, very very difficult. I would especially you know wait for the um, the lows of June to be retaken if I were to even think about a long here. But um, again, it's just you know. It's one of those things where you're just kind of shaking your head. Salesforce, what what a benchmark name, and that's already through and uh, you know through those June lows and and making new lows. So, yeah, I mean maybe it kind of sticks for today. Uh, you know this one fifty level, but I, I just you know I can't believe some of these names have just you know gone through those lows no problem. Yeah, and um, do you ever uh, do you ever hear us talk about overhead supply? You know, all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, it's, and it's not just us. I mean, you know, it's Wall Street. You got a lot of people that, you know, 150 to 165. Yeah. Oh, bad CPI data. Right. Right back down, new low of the move. So, uh, right now, monthlies here. And also, some of this stuff is getting back down to COVID lows. Uh, next monthly low, you guys don't even want to hear this. Cover your ears if you're long. Yeah. Uh, April of 220, your low was 130.04. Uh, better, I got a better number that might come into play today. Um, and that's coming in on the upside for traders. And uh, once again, I don't know if they just put these double tops in here to make it easy for me to recognize. Uh, but 5330 um, is uh, was the high yesterday. Then you got another high at 5354. So if the bulls really want to take this up today, do some damage, uh, fill that gap up to 154.31. First things first, uh, let's get through that uh, that 153.50 area. Uh, Spoo's still staying green, but it is, they're moving, man. They're chopping around up six handles at, uh, at 12 and a quarter. Um, I'm kind of on days like this, you know, we can talk about the earnings. We can talk about the fad. Um, you don't get as much talk about analyst ratings. Uh, but we did, we did today. And, uh, did you have one you would like to, I got one that I'm going to talk about. Uh, do you have one that you would like to cover? I, you know, when, when we look at the, um, the, the analyst upgrades and downgrades list, uh, what I'm, what I'm seeing is I got, I see like two or three upgrades. Um, today it's not that bad in turn. I'm trying to come up with something positive here, but I do see more downgrades <laughs> again. I'm trying, I'm trying to come up with something positive. Uh, but, um, it's kind of been like this over the last few weeks where there's like very little, uh, analyst upgrades and, uh, you know, analyst upgrades, and it's just a lot more downgrades. And, um, you know, the initiations are kind of mixed. 
Um, I, I have one that you're, that is not on your radar. So here's, here's a positive for you. All right. Okay. Um, now this is one that you may not be familiar with, but okay. I find has been showing all kinds of relative strength. Right. So this is constellation energy, CEG, right. They are play, you know, this was holding oh. up extremely well, um, uh, because they're one of these companies that is doing some nuclear, some, uh, hydro wind solar, Right. So there's their kind of their power generation, not exactly like a little bit of a different name than a utility. You know, it's kind of a, a sexy utility, right? Their power generation and they're in that niche of, you know, getting into some nuclear energy. They had a headline the other day saying that they're um, what they're doing on the nuclear side. They were at full capacity over the summer. And Guggenheim, who has a buy rating on them, up their price target from ninety two dollars to one twenty one. Now you look at this chart, which you have it on your, you, you have yeah. it on your screen, right? You're like, Hey, this market must be doing pretty well. Look at the CEG in an uptrend. Uh, when it does kind of come in a little bit, the dips get bought, but you know, since this name reported good earnings, it's been up and away. Yeah. I mean, this, these are the kind of charts where, you know, you got a seller, right? Just above, they probably are targeting 90, right? Because you had, uh, they don't want to show the huge offer at 90, but they got the little algo. And once it gets over 90, you know, they pip, 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 you know, take out the bid. So you got a 90.18 high from two days ago, 90.09 yesterday, uh, you know, bouncing off the low. So good support at the pair of lows at 87.40. Uh, what I what I try and do when I'm tracking, uh, you know, stocks like this is what's the all time closing high? What's the best mark that Christian Fromhertz got on his log position? I don't know if you're long it, but uh, that was eighty nine thirty six. So that's that's what I'm keeping. You know, I'm keeping in my mind today. It's it's definitely a number that's been traded through on more than one occasion. So you can't, you know, put a bunch of stars on it, but uh, 8936 and then um, 8918. So, or 9018 is the actual all-time high for a new stock here. Did it reorg or something? Because this, because uh, I, I see this saying, this has been straight up since it's IPO'd. Or yeah, it's, like it's, another it's stock very and, strong. Yeah. Um, I think there was, somebody was mentioning to me the other day that, that, um, they thought CEG was a symbol for another company. It could have been. Um, so it, yeah. Yeah, they may have, right? It's ringing a bell for you. Yeah. Think, yeah. But yeah. yeah, this is new. This is, um, yeah, this this is a new newer company, I think. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's been, this trend in this thing has been strong. See, I told you I'd find something positive. That I got something positive on. too. Let's just. Okay, be, what do you got? We got to be positive here. And my positivity comes out of UBS. And they upgrade Lily, uh, Eli Lily, and uh, they upgraded it and they got a $363 price target on it. Uh, let's see. Bad day yesterday. We're still above the June low, up seven sticks on 9,000 shares. Oh, I'd have to take I, first things first. If I had this or I was looking to fade the upgrade or take profits, let's see what happens at 306.52. Uh, for you, Lily traders, uh, that was your uh, your uh, three day high. Um, your close just below that at three oh five oh nine. So that's what we're looking at in Eli Lily. I just you know new low of the move yesterday. I mean, you haven't even taken out yesterday's high yet at oh four fifty three. Not buying it, not chasing it. Uh, but there is uh, potential uh, resistance area, and if you know, and if 
And if you want to fade this one, you know, keep an eye on the open. You get that opening print, you maybe go up another 50 cents and then it come back down through the open. So that is what I'm looking at um, in Eli Lilly. So I think that's going to that's going to be it. Um, for the uh, for the upgrades in the downgrades, and, uh, and we just had um, initial jobless claims can't come out for the week. The just the weekly number, uh, they came in two thirteen two thirteen versus two seventeen. Uh, I mean, you know, pretty in line with expectations. Again, we're not seeing that jump or anything uh, majorly change in the labor market so far. Which uh, so do, do we want to talk about the elephant in the room? Do we want to talk about this yeah. uh, this little event that we had yesterday? Yeah. Why don't uh, let me see here. Um, let me go and uh, do we have blue? Let's let's uh, a uh, Aaron. Could you roll the intro for uh, blue and bring him on? Because uh, from the CME, we got the economist uh, who tried to warn us a while ago. Uh, Aaron, can you bring him on? And I don't know if you had, do you have access to that great intro we have for Blue? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. One of the things I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming, I wish I'd used Indeed. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility all at Indeed.com P-R-E-P. Just go to Indeed.com P-R-E-P right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com P-R-E-P. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. My man, Blue! Good morning. <laughs> uh, Dennis is out today. I want to introduce you to Christian Fromhertz uh, from Tribeca Trade Group. And uh, he's much more of an economist than I am. Okay. But uh, so I'm going to let him uh, throw some questions at you. But uh, give us the top down here. And I, I just want to acknowledge several months ago, I wish I would have wrote this down in my, my notebook. You said... Man, it's going to take a while to fight uh, the fight inflation. It's going to take a while for it to show up in the numbers. So, uh, what do you what do you say? What do you think of uh, what the Fed did? And let's talk about moving forward. Well, you know, the Fed uh, <clears throat> did pretty much what the market was uh, anticipating over the last month or so. They gave us a seventy five, but they gave us some pretty some some additional tough talk at the press conference. Uh, and so I think that's what's really got the market. Uh, over the last couple of months, the federal funds futures has increased where they think the peak rate might turn out to be. It was actually below 4% a couple of months ago. Now it's more closer to 45 or so. So, you know, we're, uh, we got a tough talking Fed on our hands. Okay. All right. And uh, I, I sent you that note uh, earlier about the... Um... Uh, you know, the school lunches and you kind of, you didn't, you didn't find much into that. No. And maybe and any, but any, any kind of seasonal things that, uh, you know, that could, could help us out moving forward. 
I don't know about seasonal things, but, you know, the Fed is going to be very focused on what the data is going to be in early next year. I mean, that's when, you know, I don't, there's no big deal about a 75 basis points now in the next 75. But what really happens in early 2023 is they got to decide whether they top out, you know, in the low fours or whether they're going to go to five or 6%. And, and that's going to depend on where the data is then. We get a lot of data between now and then. Um, on the inflation side, I mean, I'm in the camp that headline inflation is going to come down a little faster than most people think. That's almost a consensus view now. So I guess people are thinking that. And then, uh, But the core is going to be sticky, and we know why. It's rent. But, you know, rent is calculated. It's 40% of the core. And it's calculated based on lagged home prices, and then they impute a rent based on what mortgage rates and home prices have done. So it's going to be sticky, and it's going to be way above the Fed's 2% target. But we will already know that the Fed has punctured the housing bubble. I mean, mortgage rates are more than double. The housing market's coming off the boom. I mean, so if, if you're looking at core, but you're failing to interpret it, I don't know. So, you know, I, I think it's still up in the air what the Fed does when they get to early uh, next year, whether they'll be as tough as they're talking now. It's a debate. Christian, you go, Adam. I think, yeah, I took one uh, economics class. I bet you you took more than one. <laughs> Well, it's nice to, you know, it's nice to, to uh, go back to, to those economic times. But yeah, I mean, so I, I have a question too. I mean, but I, that's a great point. I mean, they're going to be data dependent and we just don't have all the data. And, and you're absolutely right with housing. It's going to take a while before that kind of washes through the system. But here's what I thought was interesting yesterday that, you know, there's so many other factors that are going on, but they're adamant about getting the the rate back to 2%. Doesn't that seem like mission impossible? Like I would think that they would have moved that up to say, okay, let's try to at least get this thing back to like, you know, let's, let's come in the middle of all the circumstances that we're dealing with right, right now. And maybe like, Hey, well, let's, let's try to target back up to like 3%. But do you think that's that, that that's possible? 2%. Well, 2% is possible, but it's not probable. Uh, right. <laughs> so I'm with you on that. Uh, you know, in, in a couple of years back, uh, you know, they were talking about raising the inflation target and averaging it in a way that it could be higher. And now all of a sudden, this 2% number that I think Professor Milton Friedman wrote on the back of an envelope somewhere in the 60s <laughs> is is our target. Um you know, and it's it's really an interesting target. But I, I think there might be some flexibility if we know we're getting there. We, we really have to feel like it's it's progress. And, you know, the latest data is just, you know, the core rate still is too sticky and the headline's coming down, but it's pretty slow. So we, we just have to wait and see if we make some progress. But, uh, Joel, I have something for you here. Um, All right. You know, I've been trying to interpret how the equity markets respond to higher bond yields. You know, we, we call it a hurdle rate or whatever, but, you know, bonds are competitors to equities. And, you know, three and a half on the 10 year is a pretty competitive rate now. Um, so, you know, but I've looked at the equity markets and the, the uh, where we are year to date and so forth. And I got to tell you, it's mostly reacting to the higher bond yields and not yet reacting much to fears of recession. There's a little bit in there, and I know the pundits talk about it a lot, but when I do the math, most of the equity sell-off 
is the inverse of what's happened to bond yields. And it's not really factoring in uh, what a recession might look like in 2023. 23, yeah. And uh, I mean, we get to that point. I mean, once again, though, I, I look at the... What's the unemployment? How can you have a good full-blown recession without, you know, much higher unemployment? Well, you can't. And that'll be an interesting thing for the uh, the NBER, the National Bureau of Economic Research, has this committee of really well-known economists that, that meet and decide whether we've had a recession. You know, it's always backward looking. But, you know, we might get three quarters of negative GDP. I mean, this third quarter, when we get all the data in in September, it could easily go to, you know, minus 0.2 or 3, nothing big or anything. And then at the same time, the unemployment rate's under 4%, which has only happened 12% of the time in the last 60 years. So obviously not a recession on the labor market. And you get that confusing data because, like you were talking about, the weekly unemployment claims, they are really low. Companies don't want to lay off workers because they're having trouble keeping them and they're having trouble finding them, particularly in the leisure and hospitality sector. Um, and so you're going to get some layoffs and we, we've seen some high profile ones, but they're not that many so far, um, you know, because the, the companies that are still trying to hire, you know, they're not going to be laying off anybody. It's, it's a tough market out there, particularly at the low, the entry level jobs. Okay. Also, I just want to, I just want to go back here and, and it's, it's hard to do revisionist history and stuff, but what, what do you think like the interest rate environment would have looked like uh, if we went ahead the pandemic? Oh, you know, that's a really interesting one. Um, I don't think we'd be quite where we are today. I think the Fed would be raising rates, but not as aggressively. I mean, when you, in the middle of the pandemic, uh, we provided uh, from both administrations about $3 trillion of fiscal stimulus. And if we had provided that fiscal stimulus and the Fed had not bought $3 trillion of treasuries, we would have gotten higher treasury yields in the pandemic. And then we wouldn't have gotten the housing boom. So, you know, it, but if you go back to 2018, that was when the Fed was uh, actually doing the first very modest QT it was raising rates. And then when the equity swooned, the feds backed off. Uh, so, I, you know, I think the Federal Reserve would have been raising rates if we hadn't had a pandemic, but nothing like what they're doing now. And we wouldn't have had the inflation we have now because we wouldn't have had the $3 trillion of stimulus. Yeah. And it, go ahead, Christian. Well, yeah. One thing I was just going to mention, I mean, it's a really interesting point. And the whole dynamics right now of what the Fed is dealing with, you know, so you bring up a great point about the, the job market and you, exactly like what, what we've seen so far in terms of layoffs, you know, like Goldman, you know, announced, I think it was last week or the week before, but you got to go back to pre-pandemic to realize like that's what Goldman would do every year is they would cut a certain amount like so it's it's very regular but we just haven't been exposed to it the last couple of years because you know companies did want to retain their workers because of the uncertain environment but goldman is basically just going back to what their normal course of business is which is to lay off workers every year they lay off like the bottom five ten percent depending on the year depending on like their market circumstances there's less ipos right now so of course they're going to you know, um, lay off more in those business segments that are underperformers right now. But 
it's really just the normal course of business. Um, we might see that change in the next couple months, but it's been, you know, to your point, it's been a super tight labor market. Nothing has changed with these weekly weekly numbers that are coming out in terms of jobless claims. So very interesting. Yes, and a, a lot of people, I think incorrectly, but a lot of people use the labor market to forecast inflation. And they've really they disconnected over the last three decades. And so I, you know, just because the labor market's tight, sure, you get to get some hourly wage rises, particularly at the entry level jobs. But I don't think uh, the labor market is much of a cause of inflation. I, you know, I really look back at all that stimulus that occurred during the pandemic. And by the way, we're not doing that stimulus anymore. And the Fed's reversing course. So you know, we just have to let that impulse feed through. And, you know, okay, it takes a couple of years, but it will go away. We're on the line with Blue Putnam. He's the uh, chief economist over at uh, my old stopping ground, uh, the CME. Uh, you know, oil, we're getting a little relief in oil. We've seen that come back. It's been pesky and uh, just really trying to find a home in the 80 handle. Um, and I've looked at some of these commodities and the crop reports were not good as far as uh, available acreage. Uh, where, where's, where's the relief going to come from? Where, where are the components? What should we be looking at uh, to say, man, they're, they're making at least a little dent. Um, in that uh, in that core inflation. Okay, well, the commodities, you know, they're they're pretty much all off their peaks by twenty percent or more. Mm -hmm. uh, so that'll feed through over the, you know, it's already feeding through into headline inflation because oil prices are off and gasoline prices are back down. Uh, so that'll start feeding through. Um, I thought you were going to ask me when the commodities would go back up. Uh, <laughs> Look, when are the commodities going back up? <laughs> But there are two things that have really been big headwinds for commodities, and, and it's the strength of the U.S. dollar and the weakness of the Chinese economy. So the, that Chinese economy is demand and the dollar. Most commodities are a dollar hedge. And so when the dollar is strong, you don't need to do that. Um, and so, you know, but the, the Fed is still leading the pack. So, you know, the dollar strength is probably here with us for a while longer. Uh, the uh, the Chinese economy. Um, I think we'll come back a decent amount in 2023. So we'll get some lift for commodities. By the way, when you're watching those crop reports, they planted a ton of acreage, particularly soybeans and a little bit of corn down in Brazil. Uh, they're going to be exporting more. So it's not just a U.S. story okay. there. Okay. All right. Good. Looking <laughs> at uh, beans in the teens, right? Uh, that haven't been able to say that too much. I'm uh, looking at uh, chart there. So, I mean, I, I know it's hard. I know it's hard to, you know, be a forecaster and be an economist and you, 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 you tempered us uh, last time and, you know, maybe we didn't listen as well as we should have in class, but uh, get, you know, give us your, give us your assessment again of, uh, you know, when, when, if ever is uh we're gonna maybe see a, a good cpi number because really that really like seems like the, the only thing that matters in this market well you know i i think the headline numbers continue to come down a couple of tenths every uh every month so we get it october 10th uh but that's the stickiness on rents means that the uh, the core doesn't come down it just stays where it is about uh, so we may not get the real good news that we want to see on the core till somewhere in 2023. And that's where, you know, you've talked about the Fed being data dependent. Uh, data comes with a lag and the data is impacted with a further lag. So 
if you want to drive the car looking only through the rear view mirror, you know, if you're in Iowa, that probably works. The roads are pretty straight. I wouldn't want to be in Switzerland and doing that. And we're in a pretty uh, rocky territory here. So uh, data dependency has its drawbacks, um, but your hindsight forecasting generally is pretty good. All right. Blue Putnam from the CME. Christian, you got, any, got anything else for him? We, well, he mentioned he mentioned agriculture, and I don't know if you're looking at. Um, I think wheat looks really interesting here too, in terms of a commodity. I don't know if you're trading some of the ag plays, but um, I, I do like what what he said about the hindsight 2020. That's very uh, that's that's very good <laughs> about economics because that's how it you know that's how it always is, right? Yeah. All right. Well, we're blue. We're gonna let you go. Thank you very, very much uh, for coming on. It's always great insight. And uh, we'll try and uh, keep our, our head above water um, until next time. Uh, Christian, man, I, I can't thank you enough for coming on today. Uh, just your insight into the markets and uh, your your voice. And, you know, I get to actually talk a lot on the show. Uh, <laughs> I hope Triple D is not listening. He knows that. Actually, his mom tells him he talks too much, too. Uh, but uh, yeah. in, anyways, uh, any final thoughts before we let you go and get uh, get you, get ready to do your homework? Yeah. Final thoughts. Thanks again for, by the way, for having me on really enjoy it. And it's always a pleasure to, to chat with you guys, but yeah, final thoughts, I would say, you know, watch just the, you know, the pr price to me is very important and you'll find that, you know, all of these things that we're talking about, it's a very complicated world right now. You know, the, the employment, the, the housing and so forth, you know, watch what's going on in terms of, you know, the price and the trend of, of the S and P, Watch in terms of, you know, in terms of names, you know, individual names. A lot of times the individual names will bottom before the indices. So these are all things to kind of keep an eye on as we're going along. Remember that September is playing out as it normally does. And especially in terms of a mid, uh, mid-year, um, you know, elect, midterm election year. It's always the weakest month of the year. So it's playing out right now. Start looking at the end of the year, paying attention to what names will bottom first and showing that relative strength. I think that's going to be most important. And then if you want two other things to watch, you know, especially if you're, you know, if mo most of Benzinga uh, clients are, are equity traders, the two things that you have to have on your charts at all times or somewhere like side of the side of your screen is what the U.S. dollar is doing, which uh -huh. is breaking out to all time highs. And what, as Blue said, what interest rates are doing. Very, very important because those are the two headwinds that you have right now. And that's been the two headwinds for all of 2022. So those things, once those things also begin to turn, you might see that effect starting to turn as well in, um, in equities. But there's been no mistake about what yields have been doing for the last two months. You know, they've just been going uh, higher in a straight line. That needs to change. So that's a couple comments. But uh, I wish you guys a great trading day ahead. And thanks again, Joel. All right, we're, we're, we'll, uh, we'll drag you up and uh, once again uh, to do this. So uh, thank you. Uh, thank you very much. And uh, Christian Farmhurst, Trebekah Trade Group, bringing, uh, bringing his wisdom to the pre-market prep show. Thank you very much. All right. Let's. Uh, what else we got? We got some. Uh, we got some earnings after the close, and uh, so let's uh, let's let's take a look at them. I mean, I don't know what what do you expect out of FedEx people, right? I mean, they came out. They told you it was going to be bad, right? Uh, who was the company that came out? They said it was going to be bad, and then they said it was uh, 
can it be worse? Wasn't that uh, wasn't that Walmart uh, that did that? But uh, anyways, uh, couldn't even take. You took out the low of the move. The market didn't help it yesterday. Uh, and I mentioned this before. Uh, you don't see it too much uh, on a on a monthly chart. Uh, but can you sh- a- hey, Joel, can you share your chart again? Oh, it's okay. Hey, thank you, producer Aaron. No problem. Um, boom, boom, boom. Streamyard, share link. You guys just don't want to see me. Uh, we are gonna we're talking FedEx here. You can see this. If you own the stock, you probably you probably don't want to see the chart. But uh, there you go. Uh, you got a you got a gap here on the monthly chart. So I'll just give that as a target here. Um, on the downside, that gap goes back to June of 2020. Probably one of those rip roaring days on uh, July 1st, but the gaps between 149.99 and 143.56. So uh, get out there, you know, maybe get out there at uh, at 150 uh, if you're looking for a gap fill on that one. Uh, also, if you're just looking for just a number to keep an eye on, uh, as you do as our stocks continues these kind of moves, is on the low close of the move. And the low close of the move that came yesterday, 153 and a quarter, uh, trading up 56 cents, not much activity in the pre-market. So if you feel like you have to own it, see what happens at that close of 53, uh, 25. That's your lowest close going back, as I said, all the way since uh, June of uh of 2020 um what else have we got also um after the after the close uh costco uh nice support here if you're looking to buy this on a dip uh don't know if you're going to see this uh lower 493 handle uh because eh, it moves pretty well with the market always trading already trading up uh 293 but i still i keep an eye on that uh, 493 area uh, as possible support on a bad report or if reversed today. Um, on the upside, uh, minor, uh, yesterday's high is way up there at uh, 506.43. Uh, and that was a, a closing price uh, and as well as a high that you had on Monday. So I would, get, if you get a pop here, I mean, it could pop 10 bucks. I don't know about today. Uh, but maybe off the report, uh, just keep keep ahead on a swivel there at 506 point. Uh, let's just call it 506.50. So there is uh, a couple of uh, reports that are after the close. Uh, I'm trying to, uh, we're going to stay out a little bit longer today. And um, I'm trying to dig up a special guest here uh, to come on at uh, just after nine o'clock. Uh, I'm trying to get a hold of him right now, but uh, it's someone that you guys all really like and uh, um, gets good insights into the markets. And plus, uh, we haven't talked to him in a while, so I'm waiting for confirmation. Uh, That's going to probably be coming up at 9.05. But hey, it's 8.53. Uh, I'm going solo here, so uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go a little bit early uh, to uh, some ticker time. And uh, I saw one up here real early. Adnan, I want to know what you've been dipping your toe in because uh, you always uh, you always seem to pick them pretty good. And this has been a tough market. Uh, but someone, I, the first one I want to examine is Domino's Pizza. Does everybody know where Domino's Pizza is based? Does anybody know? 
in the pre-market prep chat? Does anybody know? I've said it a thousand times on this show. Maybe you guys just don't pay attention. What's my favorite town in the world? Ann Arbor, Michigan. That's where it's uh, based. Uh, tr- it's flat today. Uh, I can say it. It's on. I can say it's on support, right? And and this is monthly support. You have to go back here a little bit lower. Boom. Uh, so if if you're if you're staying on the long side here, and you you risk it thirteen bucks, right? Jesse Hernandez got it. That's Michigan. Nope, not Detroit. Uh, that's Little Caesars Pizza. Uh, but um, this three, uh, you had a monthly low here at three nineteen seventy one. Uh, the first things first that oh that June low is right there too. Uh, three twenty one fifteen. So that whole three twenty area, that's major support. Uh, so it that's what you're, you're hoping that it doesn't go there. Uh, the low of the move uh, held up okay yesterday at three twenty six eighty two. Uh, the low at 30.56. So let's see, maybe uh, build a couple, uh, did make a higher low yesterday. So that's good. Uh, maybe if you're looking to pick it up on the cheap, uh, yesterday's low is uh, 30.56. And if you don't want to ride it all the way down to 320, uh, then you can lean on the low of the move. Uh, let's see, Adnan says, hey, Joel, I'm stuck in dish at 1641. Uh, all right, uh, who just uh, who just popped on here? Let me see. Uh, Aaron, are you back there? Yeah, yeah. I, think, I think it's your special guest. Okay, he came on a little bit early. Okay. You want him on now? None other than the one and only Kenny. Hit the bid, Glick. All right, bring him on. I would oh, be we're, going, we're going live already? Oh, what's up? What's up? I didn't know. Oh. I was about to get up. Oh, did you want to wait? To, I I saw you. I saw you in the green room, so I wanted to bring. What do you What do you got on your cappy? That's my crown. That's my crown. I was awarded the king of all trading yesterday while navigating the most volatile day of the year. Man, it, and it, what, what from a distance it looked like it was pretty crazy, but when we were in the nucleus of the market yesterday, the weather was fine. It was one of the greatest days we had in the, of the year. And I bet you I know why. Because <laughs> you fouled your VWAP. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I am just a, uh, you know, I'm a slave to it at this point. I, I I have suspended my idea that I know anything about the stock market. And it was like a, a therapeutic moment for me. And I realized, you know what? I'm just going to let the market tell me what to do. And I'm not going to have any opinions whatsoever because my opinions stink. You don't want to know my opinion. Yeah. But uh, I've embarrassed the market, you know, for about 18 months now. So I guess... I was right about some stuff, but man, yesterday we were long after that massive chop and we were long big. And once we started to roll over, I was like, listen, we're, we're rolling over. I'm getting out of everything. And I think I might go short. And we stayed short right into the close. It was, it was glorious. That's what it, all, you know, that all is, on the charts. that, that is, that, that's the trick to, to be able to, uh, you know, to be able to, to turn, you know, to take along. Turn it in, take the long, because there's always that regret. Like, oh, why didn't I hold on to the long? And now I'm losing money on the short. But right. it could be, hey, if it's good enough to sell a long, why not, you know, why not use it as a short? So uh, what uh, what's on your radar for today, Kenny? 
Uh, same thing. I'm 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 watching the cues. I'm watching volatility index. You know, I got a couple of the you know KBH and uh, Lenar reported earnings. Got a couple of worthless IPOs because my God, I, I have not seen more worthless IPOs brought to the market in any year. And I've been watching the market for 30 years. It's like they're trying to rob people. Oh wait, they are. <laughs> I mean, these Chinese IPOs. They brought in a Chinese education company. Wait a minute. Two years ago, didn't they say those companies were fake? And then they brought one out. Did you see some of these stocks? Twenty bucks to two thousand, back to two dollars. I mean, people which, are which getting one? annihilated. Which but, one's that? Uh, you had Jay Z. You had uh, obviously you guys know about HKD and AMTD. Uh, oh, you have geez. some absolute nightmares out there. But if you know how to trade these and you could short locate, wow. I mean, the, the utter destruction in some of these names. They haven't even been out for weeks, and they've already had thousands of percent moves up, but most of them are crashes on the way back down. But I'm staying riveted to the market right now, the S&P, the Qs, and I'm just going to see if there's any stability because um, June 17th's bottom, or otherwise known as the Josh Brown bottom, uh, I think it's in sight. I think we're going to head back uh, it through is. there. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, we might be, you know, flirting with that. And if we break that, you know, the Qs could be looking at 250, a spot I didn't think we'd ever see again. But there's really not much support under that June low until 250 on the Qs. And then on the 250, we're looking at 235. And then next thing you know, the whole pandemic bubble has been burst. Thank you, Goldman Sachs, for reminding us how we don't understand what bubbles are. And that's really why I've been short this whole time, because Goldman Sachs, if you guys Google Goldman Sachs, not a bubble, they spent over eight months trying to convince us that the market wasn't in a bubble and that you needed to pile into the market on January 7th, 2022. Read the articles. They're hysterical. And now here Goldman Sachs is telling us it's going to get a lot worse. Oh, good for you. Thanks. So I'm yeah. just, I've been going against everything Goldman has to say. And uh, it's been working out pretty well. Obviously, I let it be validated by the VWAP. But, man, it's it's been a great year to be in 100% cash. And I'm just, this is a, you know, I treat this whole thing like a video game and a casino because it is. Is there, uh, is there any, any, any positives you can see here in this market? Positives are these beautiful bear market rallies. I mean, they are awesome. That, that June 17th to, you know, August 9th or 10th, was phenomenal. So on our way down, we have these beautiful tradable moments to the upside. You know, again, I'm all about cash. Uh, you're you're able to get four percent in a CD now, so I'm very excited. There's somewhere else to put your money right now. The government stepped away. Obviously, you've heard all this. You know, diatribe already. The government's not supporting the stock market anymore, and you've got other places to put it. It's going to get worse before it gets better. But right now, trading is awesome. You know, this is what I did when in 1997, 98, 99, when day trading was born. I didn't think we'd have this moment again. I'm back. I'm a kid again. I feel like I'm 27, 28, strapped in at my desk and just, you know, the world is at my feet. The opportunity to make money is amazing. You just need to have a little skill set and stay focused. Yeah, then and, and then take your licking, you know. If uh, if things aren't uh, you're going your way, just not uh, just going back to uh, like the June low and stuff. I I I I haven't heard too many people, you know, say what you said. And I think, you know, they're looking. Oh well, we retest the June low and then you know finish it all. You know, new all time highs for the year. 
I don't want to go back down to that Juno. I mean, if that somehow, some way, you know, to catch a bid and stay a butt to me, because I, I just think it's just too big of a target. I think people will really give just totally give up on the market uh if if we take that up i mean i think there's still not as much of by the dip mentality definitely uh people have been uh have been shaken by it just a tad uh but um you know that's that that's my opinion the i was hoping for the uh expiration low uh to hold you know that uh the september yeah. quad witch expiration and you know, you just when, when those things don't work out, you just got to go with it. So if we're taking the direction from that expiration for the next three months, uh, Santa Claus not exactly going to be uh, coming to town. And right. uh, yeah, so uh, all right, anything else? I mean, you, you talked about the IPOs. You should listen to our, our, our show from yesterday. Uh, we had Eric Kroll on from the life cycle trade and uh, he showed us the, the, the way the, just even the new IPOs are just falling off the market. And then she yeah, showed us up, but just w- one thing before I let you go. Yeah. Um, what about these gross stocks? I mean, you know, here's the market coming down and we'll just, we'll just use Kathy here. Um, A-R-K-K, uh, dentist, uh, dentist, uh, uh, per, you know, Made the call, the May low. That was going to be the low for the year. Uh, I mean, it's getting hit. It did get up to 54. You got support here at 40. Uh, do you think this is trading range stocks? You think there's another major leg lower in these growth stocks? And just a uh, general opinion here uh, with uh, just looking at this ARKK. I don't I don't think ARK's going to hit a bottom until they run this woman out of the industry with pitchforks and and and, and torches. So... Yeah, I wouldn't go near it. She keeps thinking some of these companies are disruptive. Wake up, wake up. She was a product of momentum trading. You don't invest in momentum. Teladoc's not coming back. Sorry, Zoom is done. Uh, and Zoom might be going to zero because somebody's going to come along and make it better, faster, and you know less dropouts. You never know which one of these companies is going to stay in business. Again, everybody thought Peloton was a real company at one point. Oh, they're, they introduced rowers now. Yeah, that's going to help. They have billions of dollars in inventory. Anyway, I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan of Kathy Wood or anything that she has anything involved in her portfolio. When the market comes back, I'm going right to the source. QQQ is where I'll be. Okay. But I'm not, again, I'm not, I'm not looking to buy this dip yet. There will be a time, you know, again, and I don't think it's going to be this year. And I don't think we're going to see again. There's no way. And I'm going to stick to this, you know, 408, that 408, 412. I'm thinking those are highs for the next two years, maybe three years. I think the NASDAQ is broken finally. And the idea of those V bottoms that check mark all the way to new highs, we're not going to have it. But if we do and and I'm wrong, I'll just join in like the rest of us. You know, most people like to buy stocks when they're going up. I'm not trying to pick a bottom here. You know, I have no shame or I have no ego involved here. If we start to rally, strap in, kids. Let's go for a ride. And we'll, yeah. we'll be going back up. And But right now, cash is king. You know, every day you've got three or four biotech stocks that are up hundreds of percent. Those have been fun to trade. Like I said, I've gone back to being a complete day trader, looking at this market as a just a casino. And when you look at it from that viewpoint and you're using volume weighted average price, you almost have the rigging of the casino. It's like I'm counting cards. I got only three numbers to choose from on the roulette wheel, 
and the oxygen's pumping in and there's a free show and this woman's pretending that she likes me and I'm thinking that she might be looking for some cash. So, you know, I'm having a good time and I'm wearing a crown. So, All right, the king of the markets, Kenny Glick, king of Wall Street, uh, joining us here on uh, pre-market prep. I'm glad uh, glad I dialed you up and uh, uh, Triple D's out, uh, not feeling well. So, yeah, yeah, we got to get him back. But uh, we'll get you on again soon. Go out there, go get him. And uh, as always, uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on with the late notice, Kenny Glick. Oh yeah, call me, man. I gotta. If you're free tonight, give me a call. We're having that party on my website. All right. Okay. All right. All right. right. There we go. Okay. All right. A little distraction there, but let's get back uh, to some uh, ticker time here. And um, boom, the ticker time. Adnan says, hey, Joel, I'm stuck in dish at 1641. Thought on an exit for the day or the week. All right. Let's just uh, let's nail this down. Let's take a look at dish. well, you're not, I mean, you're not too far underwater here at, uh, at 1641. Uh, first things first, that, that is 16. Uh, first things first, I mean, you want to see today's low hold. Um, obviously, after that kind of day, only trading out seven cents. So um, I think if, you know, if, if you take out this 16, you know, with the vengeance and stay there, you know, the first five, 10 minute bracket, I think it's maybe... It's time to hit the exit button. Uh, if you're if you're looking for a rally and you're hoping to get out of this thing, uh, you have two highs in the same area at sixteen seventy five and sixteen eighty one. Sure doesn't feel like it has the gas to get there today. So I would lower my expectation uh, for that for the seeing those two levels today. I don't know. Maybe you get one big buyer come in. Maybe you could get a scratch on that at uh, at 1640, 1641. Uh, but uh, bad day yesterday. Uh, important that it holds support and uh, gets back up. It gets back to 1680. Um, I think it will 1675, 1680. Uh, I think it will at least pause there uh, the first time. So that is taking a look at Dish. Um, what else did I see here? Um, in the chat, um, I saw cake, uh, cake, cake, cake. Uh, that is mm, same kind of uh, formation. Bad day yesterday. We held the prior days low. I guess we could get a little bit fancier with this one. And if you want to try uh, to be stay bullish, this one, even though they're poor, I, you know what they need to do? They just need to make their portions a lot, uh, a lot smaller. And still change uh, charge the same amount of money, uh, but your last rally here uh, emanated from the lower twenty nine handle, got just over thirty four, and now you, you've given back half of this move. So what I'd be looking for over the uh, over the next couple of days here is uh, to uh, you know find a bid in this area and prove to me that this you know that you had the break here, the rally, another break. That they're going to buy, you know, buy the break here and take it back up. So that's at least looking for it to uh, to stabilize here, um, or at least stop going down. But that bad day, bad day yesterday for cake. Uh, Jay Wall, I did cover Costco already, but I'll do it again uh, real quick. Of course, uh, they report uh, after the close, and I think it's pretty simple on this one. Uh, you got it four ninety three. 
uh, is good enough support for me. If it breaks 493, I'm getting, I would get the heck out of the way. Um, if they like to report or the market has a, uh, a good day today, um, there is uh, a pair of highs, uh, actually a trio of highs at the 506.50 area. That is three out of your last four highs, including, uh, including yesterday's session. Uh, so that's the resistance. And what else can I give you? Of course, after being up uh, $2.43, settled right near the low. So you got the low and the close uh, right there at the same area. Makes it a little bit better number. If you want to wiggle out ahead of the report, like I'm sure a lot of people do that have gotten caught in this uh, in this downturn, uh, the mark uh, from Tuesday was 499.52. Uh, so that's uh, that's uh, an area where if you don't think it's getting to that uh, that 506 today, um, that's the other area that I would uh, that I would take a look at for you. Uh, what else do we have? Uh, I'm going to go back up uh, to the uh, to the tickers. And what else do we have? Um, we got the Costco. We did the cake. Uh, let me scroll up here. Uh, we got a DXY trader um, being uh, being very active. I'd keep a, an eye on that high from yesterday in the future. Uh, that's up 1240. That's really the only thing I have. 111.58. Uh, it's trading. It's trading uh, uh, up a dime right now. Man, it's so hard with three decimals. Uh, but uh, keep an eye on that close, the close and the low. That was like that that one ten twenty two. If you're just trying to protect profits, that's like the highest low this thing has made. And uh, I don't know uh, how long. Uh, Roberto Wilco is asking about Yum C and then Nike. So let's go to Yum. I must. I think that's Yum uh, Yum China Holdings. Quiet here. Uh, they must still be eating that uh, Taco Bell, Pizza Hut, and Kentucky Fried Chicken over there in China. Uh, you uh, you have uh, three lows, um, kind of in the same area. You did breach it a little bit yesterday. You're not getting away from it. Uh, 48.75 was the low from yesterday. Um, you also had uh, really nothing else in that area. So. Next stopping point on the downside would be 48.75. Uh, flat on the session. Uh, doesn't look like, uh, you know, got a big rally going in here. But uh, over the next couple days, uh, I would look uh, in a rally. Um, 49.74, 49.89 was your close yesterday. So that was the mark. I'm sure a lot of people would like to see that. Um, and that was evidenced by the trading action yesterday. When uh, you had a nine, a high at forty nine point uh, seven four. Uh, imagine RX um, is uh, is asking about Nike shares of Nike NKE. Oh, we mentioned not breaching a hundred. We breached a hundred. Bad day yesterday for Nike. Uh, someone got it going with the downgrade a couple days ago. Um, and then, you know, you just had a, a, a bad market yesterday, uh, 99, closed right near the low. You're trading up uh, 99, what are you trading up, 77 cents at 100056. I mean, you can, you can think that that's the bottom. Wait, what, what was your low here? Your low in July was 99.53. Uh, so I'll make that a three-star. And what you, you want to see is if someone 
really wants to own this stock. I know they, I think they report a little bit later. Um, you're going to, you know, you get a hundred, 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 you know, someone's going to uh, build uh, some support, you know, buying it a hundred. It's going to take a couple days. It uh, doesn't look like we're, you know, uh, you, you may see it today, the way the market's rolling over. Uh, but after that, uh, what do you have for your next monthly low? Um, mm, I think, uh, I think if you, you know, cut through that enough and get enough closes off triple digits, uh, below triple digits, uh, you'll be looking at your August, uh, 2020 low that comes in at 96, uh, 55. So there is a detail look at Nike. Let me uh, move over screens here to see if, um, we got some, any other, uh, Key Smith is asking about Beyond Me, and uh, let's see. That's going to be a tough one to take a look at. Uh, came back down to yesterday's low, and let me get the uh, the pre-market chart in here. Uh, I'm still cracking up about that guy's uh, biting someone's nose. I mean, that's uh, that's just uh, that's just ridiculous. But uh, let me get the um, the chart in here, and um, boom. 1590. I mean, lows from yesterday trading up 15 cents, two lows, 50, 1577, 1597. Uh, maybe a patient buyer here at 16, the low close of the move, 1590. So let's uh, stop going down, maybe uh, build, uh, build some support here. New old time low for the fake meat. Um, a rally. What, what would you need on a rally on this one? You're probably not going to see yesterday's high of uh, 1791. Uh, I think I'd look for an intermediate if you're looking for a pop here. Uh, your close on Tuesday uh, came in at 1706. Uh, boom, boom, boom. Uh, I, I, why the banks keep going down is because we're going to, into a recession and you know, people aren't going to be borrowing money. And then I think also people may be a little bit more, uh, you know, delinquent on their, you know, some of their payments. What kind of bad debt do that do these banks have on on uh, on their balance sheet? And uh, we haven't heard really much about any Russian contagion yet, right? For uh, exposure, so yeah, that's right. You know, that, that the banks are just they're just. Uh, I don't know if the bad loans are baked in, but it. It's just not uh, not a favorable environment. And uh, looking at the trading ranges, they all look like they're about to melt down. Uh, for the Bank of America, um, you've had this this area for a long time. Uh, this consolidation area, I really don't see any. Yeah, it's trading up nine cents today, but uh, your major your major support uh, three lows in the same area that comes in at the thirty two sixty area. Okay. They're going to try and rip through these, and then we're going to wrap things up here on this Thursday. Back red again, down to three and three quarters handles, three and a half handles at 02, uh, 75. And uh, must hold 90 for PayPal. I mean, there you go. That uh, You did get the gap fill. I would uh, uh, high in that day right there. Got to hold 90, down 19 cents. I don't care about this low if it takes out 90. Uh, but uh, must hold there for PayPal. Green candle last month, not so. If you're looking for a little rally today, uh, your two-day close, uh, well, first you want to get, if you think this thing's going to rally, you want to see the close at 91.18, but then you got another daily close at 91.63. Uh, 
Johan asking about Tesla. Finally, a little chink in the armor, but holding up relative strength. This is the first big red candle or red candle you've had in quite some time. Uh, keeping an eye on that low from yesterday, 300. Uh, next good support level, if this really starts to roll over, doesn't come down until the lower 290 handle. And uh, if you're looking for a pop here to sell in any kind of strength, uh, 8.73, 308.73. That was a high in yesterday's session. Um, for the spy, is the same with the spoo. Is man, you just gotta hold the close. And we've already traded through it several thousand times, and now we're in the red going into the open. So new low for the move yesterday. New closing low for the move by a wide margin. Uh, so things are not looking well. And as far as uh. Uh, daily support goes. Um, I have nothing. I had it on my sheet. Uh, it was from July. There's nothing there until like uh, 30, 37.40. Uh, let's see how that corresponds with the, with the SPY. Yeah, there's a gap there. I don't really care about that. Um, but I'm talking about this low right here. Uh, the next daily, The next daily low, your July 14th low. Uh, that comes in at 371.04. So that's what I'm looking at for the SPY. Couple more here before I take a breath. Um, boom, boom, boom. Posh. Poshmark, I believe, is that stock. Mm, bad day yesterday. Up a couple pennies. Uh, must hold area for uh, for this one. Comes in at 1360. I see two exact lows there, 13.73 the low yesterday. I think if you knock that out, um, this is not a huge mover, uh, but uh, uh, 13.28, there's only one daily low there, and then you slip under to the $13. Coming back on the upside, uh, if you're looking to wiggle out here, yesterday's close would be a 14.05, not yesterday's close. I'm look, What I'm looking at for the close in these stocks is the close from two days ago, and that comes in at 14.05. So you may get a look at that on a rally, uh, still holding a majority of the gains. Uh, DHR, uh, D, they've already reported. Uh, we can just check these home builders real quick. DHR trading up 92 cents, but nowhere near yesterday's high. Uh, what should close on this one? Um, first, first resistance point I'd be looking at would be 74.37. And then this is important. Boy, these are tricky when they, they come down to these gap areas and they just, they hold, they hold, they hold, and then eventually they don't hold. So looking lean and kind of heavy here on the chart. I uh, can't really call any support in this if you get a sustained offer uh, below 267. Uh, no support down to uh, 260.90. Uh, uh, let's see, Jorge. Foot Locker. I was wondering how old Foot Locker held up. Uh, that Nike news, huh? Didn't knock it down as much as you think. Uh, but uh, hanging on here. After the uh, earnings gap up, it has been a pretty much a, a fade off the earnings uh, for the gap. Uh, but right now, I'd, I'd be hanging my head on that 37, 37.06. Uh, that is uh, the low going back. That's your six-day low. Uh, underneath that, I have nothing to you till 36. If you're looking to sell this thing um, into any kind of strength, 
Uh, double close area, uh, 37.58 and 37.54. So let's see if I, if I got any more tickers here. Uh, if not, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap things up here. Uh, let's uh, all send uh, good wishes uh, to, uh, to uh, Triple D. Hope uh, that he gets better real soon. Oh, my buddy BNZNB is asking about CSX. That will be our final stock of the day. CSX, the railroad, got a hold 29. I mean, there you are. And you close the low of the session. And you're not getting away from it. Closing low. Also, the two-day low in that area. Yeah, I see the 28.90 low is, uh, you know, that's real close to it. But for the most part, I think you can get momentum uh, down through 29. You could be looking at least, uh, uh, let's see here. Uh, I'll give you another low at 28.57. I'd be more interested in a gap fill uh, in this issue. Uh, if it could get down, what was that gap area? Oh, I guess it was. It was only a 30 cent gap. Uh, maybe on the cheap here at twenty eight twenty nine, and if you don't if you don't want to get into this thing um, until it shows uh, some profit uh, or some uh, some strength, got to get above thirty bucks. So uh, big shout out to uh, Aaron Thomas here filling in as uh, producer. Uh, big shout out to our guest uh, Blue Putnam uh, from the CME. Uh, also Kenny Glick uh, popping in and um, boom boom boom. Let's see here. Who else did we? Oh, uh, Christian. Got to uh, thank uh, Fr Christian Framheads uh, for very aptly filling in uh, for Triple D. Uh, please like the video. And if you haven't already subscribed to our pre-market prep channel, uh, please do that as soon as possible. Joel signing out. Uh, we'll be back on the premarketprep.com channel for At The Close. Uh, join me then.